This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. How can you possibly keep up with everything going on in the world of AI? Right here, every Monday, this is what we do. We keep you up to date with everything that you need to know that's going on in the world of generative AI, news, happenings, updates, everything. So thanks for tuning in. We're going to talk about AI news that matters today. My name is Jordan Wilson, and I am the host of Everyday AI. In Everyday AI, well, it's for you. Uh, This is to help everyday people learn and leverage generative AI to grow their companies and to grow their careers. So thank you for joining me. Uh, If you're listening on the the podcast, thank you so much. Make sure, as always, to check your show notes. Uh, A lot of other information in there, as well as if you want to you know, send me an email, ask me a question, connect on LinkedIn, whatever it may be. Uh, and we're going to actually start, uh, you know, dropping some surprises there uh, in the show notes probably this week. So make sure to keep an eye on that. If you're joining us on the live stream, like Megan joining us and Woozy, thank you for uh, tuning in as always. Uh, this is your, hey, this is your one-stop shop. Uh, you know, if you can only tune in one day a week, and if you want to know what's happening in the world of AI news, and if you want to know how it impacts you, this is your show every single Monday. All right. So as a reminder, if you haven't already, go to youreverydayai.com and sign up for the free daily newsletter. Yes, it's a live stream. It's a podcast. But um, both in today's news that we're going to be going over and in our other shows this week, we always each and every day, probably about you know uh, mid-morning, you know, usually about 11, 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, we send out our newsletter. So if you want to know more about today's stories or uh, just anything, make sure to sign up for that free daily newsletter um, and, and check out our website while you're there. I tell people it is a free generative AI university. Now we're nearing our 200, uh, 200 episodes. So we have 200 back podcasts that you can go listen to, as well as you know 200 now newsletters you can go back and read. So uh, literally, I honestly think it is the top uh, source of free um, vetted information on generative AI on the entire internet. So make sure to go check that out. But uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about the AI news that matters for the week of January 29th. All right, let's start it off high level, some exciting news from OpenAI. Um, And hey, let me know if you have access to this right now. So OpenAI has uh, unveiled its mentions feature. All right, so uh, this is a brand new feature that was released, uh, I believe, Friday afternoon. So obviously, these big updates always happen a couple of hours uh, after after our broadcast. But uh, OpenAI just started to um, release this new feature called GPT Mentions. All right. So here's essentially what it is, how it works. Again, right now we don't uh, we don't have access. Usually, when OpenAI um, you know kind of releases a big new feature like this, they slowly drip it out. Uh, you know, to their users. So um, I'd say, I don't know, maybe five to 10% of people have this right now. So make sure to check your account. Um, you know, if you do have that chat GPT plus subscription, so you do have to have the $20 a month paid plan. Uh, but here's how it works. Essentially, you can mention different uh, GPTs when you are chatting. Um, so here's what that means. And I have a little example here on the screen. But essentially, you know, if, if you create, let's say, your own custom GPT. And if you don't know what that is, 
Uh, let me just quickly explain that. So then you can kind of see how this GPT mentions uh, could be a huge step forward when it comes to working with large language models, specifically for business use cases, right? Um, so a GPT is this. It's it's creating a custom version of ChatGPT, kind of tuned or uh, tweaked for your own purposes, for your own use cases. So you can pretty easily, you know, upload different files into a, a knowledge base, and you can kind of configure uh, a GPT to to work how you want it, right? So you can tell, you know, essentially assign ChatGPT a role for this custom GPT. Um, you know, upload different knowledge files and, you know, kind of instruct this GPT to, to use these knowledge files how you want it to. Okay. So let's, let's start here. Literally last week, I talked about how I think OpenAI is making a mistake with GPTs, specifically um, as it came to their um, kind of reported phase out of the plugins mode. Uh, plugins mode, still, it's still there today, whether it's there next month or next year, who knows? But um, the um, the reporting all along has been that Apple is going to, or, or sorry, that OpenAI is going to phase out uh, plugins in lieu of the GPTs. And I've been very hard on OpenAI because I said, well, that, you know, we're, we're, we're all the everyday user is going to lose so much um, practical use cases for this OpenAI technology. When you can go into the, the, the plugin repository, I think there's 1,300 plugins, um, and you can easily add them and, and mix them, right? I think that was the big, um, you know, the, the big benefit of using plugins is you could use any three plugins at any given time, right? And I said, phasing plugins out in favor of GPTs was going to be a huge mistake. But I did say this. I said, GPTs as they are, today, right? I said that in the newsletter. I said GPTs as they are today, but that changed, <laughs> right? That changed pretty significantly now with this uh, feature or this uh, ability of mention. So uh, again, I've only been able to go, you know, watch some demo videos, but what this should allow you to do is to have some of that plugins functionality, you know, that we teach in our free prime prompt polish course of being able to kind of tap into these multiple different services at once in one chat. So as an example, let's just say that you are using a GPT that helps you code, right? Um, maybe you're not a great coder, or maybe you are a great web developer, but you found a great custom GPT that helps you write better code faster, right? So now when you are chatting uh, with that GPT that helps you do coding, then you can call on or mention a GPT that helps do web development, as an example, right? So now you can see the power where you can uh, kind of have a chat with a GPT that is uh, geared toward web development or coding. And then in the same chat, go ahead and mention, you know, a GPT that helps you do web design. All right. So now you can see, uh, you know, bringing some of that functionality that, that we love uh, with plugins by being able to, you know, build what we call plugin packs, which is any three plugins at a time. I think that's where if I'm being honest, and this is one of the reasons why we use ChatGPT so much more than any other large language model, um, is the ability to tap into these third-party and outside services that can really start to automate um, a lot of the day-to-day -day manual tasks that you do, right? At least right now, you don't really have that functionality in other large language models like Anthropics Claude. Um, you know, Google Bard, it has its extensions that, you know, 
sometimes work with with its uh you know with with YouTube and uh Gmail and you know your Google Drive uh, at least in our testing it, it's it's a little finicky right but that's only Google pro- Google's products so uh, with this, uh, the GPTs inside of OpenAI, with the ability to mention other GPTs, um, it really hopefully will bring in kind of that functionality that we've loved uh, by using three plugins at a time, because that's where you can start to literally automate so many, uh, you know, those manual time consuming tasks uh, that we all have to do on a day to day basis. Uh, all right. Hey, this is good. We, uh, some people have it. All right. So Tara, Tara has access to it. Uh, Daniel said, you know, he, it does work. Tried it this weekend. Uh, so yeah, it looks like, you know, some people do have access to it. I've even seen that, you know, if you have a Teams account, some people in the Teams account have access to it, whereas some people don't. So at least, hey, as soon as we get more information, you can guarantee that we're going to be having a show uh, specifically on GPT mentions as soon as, you know, our team does get full access to this. Um, yeah, kind of like what Tara's saying here. It's, it's, you know, kind of uh, bringing it into this, this plugin mode or this plugin model, uh, which I agree. All right, enough about that. Let's keep going. Although I could talk about that for a very long time, but there's some actually huge news that I think we should all be paying attention to. You know, when we talk about the news that matters, this is one of those news pieces last week that I think just kind of got swept under the rug, but the FTC is investigating big tech AI companies. All right, so here's what's happening. The Federal Trade Commission is now demanding information on partnerships from some of the biggest AI companies. All right, so here's what's happening. Um, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Anthropic, and OpenAI now have 45 days to provide information regarding investments and partnerships to the Federal Trade Commission. Right. So uh, what's happening now is, you know, regulators are calling a lot of these partnerships quasi mergers. And I quote, right, not not my words, that's theirs. Um, So here's what's happening in the FTC, um, it appears, is really starting to dig into some of these large partnerships um, because they're saying it's taking away um, the competitive landscape. You know, so at least here in the U.S., you know, one thing that the FTC does is it's it's always trying to make sure that the competitive landscape is fair and that no one or two companies or three or four or five have a complete monopoly right over um you know the entire uh landscape so here's kind of why um the the, the FTC is investigating here and again right now we don't know we don't know anything aside from this announcement again showing the um the screenshot here on on the live stream from the FTC website that's launching the inquiry into these generative AI investments and partnerships. All right, so if you don't know how these are working, here's kind of how. So essentially, Microsoft reportedly has invested tens of billions of dollars into OpenAI and reportedly has a 49% ownership stake. So, okay, you can see how the the Microsoft and the OpenAI, you know, kind of two juggernauts in the generative uh, generative AI space. So the FTC is saying, all right, do they have too much power? Right. And it obviously doesn't stop there because you look at, you know, probably one of the other biggest players in the large language model um, kind of game, you would say, is Anthropics Claude. You know, they're definitely a kind of top four large language model right now. But, you know, two of their biggest funders are Alphabet, parent company of Google, as well as Amazon. Right. So right there, you have your three 
probably biggest tech companies in Microsoft, Google, and Amazon um, investing hundreds of millions or billions of dollars into these two startups, OpenAI, yeah, even though, you know, OpenAI has been, been around for, you know, uh, I think nine years, uh, eight or nine years now, and Anthropic. So this is something to definitely keep an eye on. Um, what measures may the FTC uh, be looking to put in place, if any? Uh, but this, uh, this new uh, investigation was reportedly sparked by the open AI turmoil in November. So that was when um, OpenAI fired its CEO, Sam Altman. And then, you know, about a week later, um, Sam Altman was reinstated as the CEO, you know, in, in part, obviously, because of, you know, Microsoft's involvement. They wanted to, um, you know, make sure that uh, this situation, this turmoil was uh, resolved in a way that obviously didn't impact, you know, its products, offerings, or stock price, right? So there was um, some heavy involvement in the kind of negotiation talks uh, between Sam Altman, reportedly between Sam Altman, uh, the OpenAI governing board, and there's obviously some changes put in place at the board. So, um, you know, there's there's multiple things here that the FTC is taking a look at. Um, and it, yeah, it should be interesting. You know, that 45-day window is, you know, should be coming, you know, early to, to mid-March. Um, so it's something to keep an eye on, um, at least for me personally, but who am I? I'm just a random guy that talks about generative AI every single day. Um, to me, I don't think necessarily um, that these these companies are um, squashing competition. Um, I do think that this is the the new direction of generative AI companies, right? Um, and I think it's actually smart from the big companies, right? So even let's look at Google as an example. Google has their own large language model. Right, they have their new uh, model that they just launched a couple months ago, Gemini. So you know you have your your Gemini Nano that's now coming out in the Samsung smartphones. You have your Gemini Pro, which is now uh, powering uh, you know Google Bard, and then you have your Gemini Ultra, which has yet to be released. So Google does have its own generative AI large language models, but at the same time is investing a lot of money into Anthropic. Um, so I think even just that one argument right there that Alphabet can make and say, hey, you know, we're, we not only have our own product, um, our own service, our own large language model offering, but we're investing in others, right? In these companies, you know, your Amazon's, uh, Microsoft, uh, Amazon, Microsoft, Google, you know, it's not like they're only investing in these companies. You know, they have dozens of other large investments into other generative AI companies. Um, so yeah, regardless, it's something I think that you should definitely keep an eye on. Um, I don't know if anything, you know, groundbreaking is is going to come from this investigation, but still keep an eye out uh, early March on what this investigation brings. Um, and hey, I'd love to know, uh, even from our from our live audience uh, tuning in here, what are your thoughts? You know, or if you're listening on the podcast, uh, do do these companies are they? Um, Building monopolies, you know, if, if, if you're a smaller, large language model company, can you still compete? Um, I do think it's interesting that, uh, you, you know, the one company, the one big tech company that obviously wasn't mentioned here is Meta, right? The, um, you know, parent company of, of Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, et cetera. They weren't mentioned, uh, you, you know, in this investigation from the FTC. So a pretty interesting tidbit there.
All right, let's keep it going and talk about our next big piece of AI news that matters. Uh, Apple making some big uh, AI news kind of behind the scenes with its um, upcoming software uh, update and uh, some some reports that are showing that they're really putting a lot of uh, AI technology into Siri. Okay, so right now, Apple is working on some major new AI features reportedly for its iOS 18, its next big update to its uh, operating system for iPhone, including reportedly a new version of Siri that is powered by large language models. So to aid in this development, they are reportedly using OpenAI's ChatGPT API for internal testing, according to new reports, and comparing the results with their own AI models. So Apple is uh, reportedly testing up to four different AI models, including its own Ajax model, which, uh, you know, previous reporting has showing has showed that they are spending more than a million dollars per day uh, developing this new model. And they are using, um, you know, ChatGPT's OpenAI uh, integration. So uh, some, some, some new leaks have showed uh, that they are kind of, you know, not just testing their own models, but also um, testing internally. Uh, using ChatGPT in their new iOS. Also, Bloomberg is reporting that Apple's goal is to fill iOS 18 with features powered by the company's new large language model and also integrates AI into their messages app. All right, so this the, the iOS 18 update could potentially be the biggest update in the history of iPhones, right? When you talk about a decade plus uh, of iPhones and, you know, a decade plus of operating system updates, uh, bringing generative AI, bringing the functionality of large language models into the iPhone uh, could be one of the biggest updates really ever in terms of, uh, you, you know, operating software, uh, you know, the iOS um, with Apple. So this is uh, expected to be announced at the WWDC 2024 in June, which is the Worldwide Developer Conference for Apple. Um, so that's kind of the, the expectation on where we would at least see uh, the first official announcement from Apple. So we've talked about this a lot here on the Everyday AI Show about Apple's moves um, in the kind of, uh, you know, large language model and generative AI space. Um, I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times, Apple historically is never first, right? They're very, very rarely first when it comes to uh, breakthrough technology, but they are usually best or at least better than their competitors. Um, and why this is uh, especially timely right now is, well, Samsung, uh, you know, probably Apple's number one competitor on the smartphone market. Uh, Samsung has been pushing their new uh, their new phone extremely hard that has AI, you know, edge AI, which is essentially generative AI built into the phone. Okay. And let's just real quick talk about what that means. What does edge AI uh, mean or, you know, edge devices? So that is when you have generative AI capabilities working on an actual device and not relying on the cloud, right? So what that means right now, if you log into ChatGPT, as an example, you are logging onto a website or you are using the uh, official uh, ChatGPT app, okay? So you are using a third party's compute power, right? You're using their cloud. 
So the difference is when you bring that AI power to your actual phone, to your actual hardware device, it is not only much faster because it's running locally, it doesn't have to talk back and forth to the cloud. So it's not only much faster, but it technically has much more um, much more capabilities into what it can actually do, right? Because when you bring generative AI to your device, if you give it access to, it can access everything on your phone. So again, think when you're typing in messages, right? So if you are using the next version of the iPhone, you know, who knows, maybe in a year, the ability for this onboard AI, whether it's Siri or whether they call it, you know, Apple Ajax, whatever, whatever it is, but you're going to have uh, this generative AI living on your phone that knows everything, right? It knows everything that's been in your emails. It knows what apps that you're switching between, you, you know, at any given time. So, you know, think of what that means for productivity, uh, for knowledge retrieval, and even just for um, how much more useful a device can be when it can remember all of this pertinent information, right? It's it's like sometimes, you know, how much time do we spend on a daily basis? I would say hours looking for and retrieving specific information that we maybe knew a week ago, or we looked it up yesterday, or we read it last month, or we created a presentation last month. And as humans, we just forget it, right? So this is one of the huge benefits of, you know, edge AI and, and bringing artificial intelligence to um, hardware to your actual phone device is the ability for it to remember things much faster, you know, and who knows, maybe now Siri will become useful. You know, I've talked about this on the, uh, on the show now here all the time. You know, I, I, I think our smartphone, uh, you know, our quote unquote smart assistants, you know, your Siri, your Alexa, whatever, uh, you know, Google's is called, <laughs> you know, they're just not very good, if I'm being honest, especially the more and more that we get to play with large language models, right? Uh, I think when we're using large language models, they seem so intuitive uh, that, that they, they can really understand our query. And then if you go use something like a Siri or an Alexa, it just seems like something's off, right? It is a painful experience now, especially even for me, I'm spending hours a day using large language models when I try to get something extremely simple out of Siri or Alexa, it is a mind-numbingly painful experience. It's, it's gotten to the point where I, I don't even use, really, you know, uh, Siri or Alexa anymore, maybe aside from saying, what's the weather? Um, but I think with this new update in iOS, bringing all these generative AI features and functionality reportedly into the new iPhone, into iOS 18 is going to be huge. And again, Apple here, just following the lead. From Samsung, right? Because Samsung did just debut this on the uh, S24 uh, smartphone. Um, you know, Samsung's S24 now has that generative AI built in. And I don't know about you, but I am seeing their advertising everywhere, right? For bringing AI to the phone. So I do think that is probably uh, going to really uh, light a fire uh, under Apple to really announce it uh, at this WWDC in June versus maybe pushing it out for uh, a future announcement. So uh, definitely that's a piece of AI news that really matters. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree here with what Daniel was saying here in the comments saying Siri and Alexa were amazing years ago. 
but they never got better. They always seem to get lost. Yes, absolutely. Right. Um, it, it almost does see, uh, Daniel, it, it seems like almost archaic technology now, right? These, uh, you know, smart assistants that, you know, years ago seemed to be revolutionary. You know, it seems now like using a rotary phone, right? When you talk to Siri or Alexa or any of these other, you know, smart assistants that aren't powered by a large language model, uh, it just seems to be a waste of time now. All right. Hey, this is Jordan, the host of Everyday AI. I've spent more than a thousand hours inside ChatGPT and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free Prime Prompt Polish ChatGPT course that's only available to loyal listeners like you. Here's what Lindy, who works as an educational consultant, said about the PPP course. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting the results from ChatGPT that I needed and wanted. And after taking the PPP course, I now realize that I was not priming correctly. So I will be heading back into ChatGPT right now to practice my priming, prompting, and polishing. Everyone's prompting wrong, and the PPP course fixes that. If you want access, go to podppp.com. Again, that's podppp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting ChatGPT to work for you. One more big piece of AI news that matters. All right. So Google has announced their new video AI model, Lumiere. Uh, So Google has developed a new AI video generation model called Lumiere, and it utilizes a brand new technology that um, researchers at Google have developed called space-time unit architecture. Uh, And this creates videos with seamless motion. Uh, So with Lumiere, Google is looking to surpass the quality of other AI video generators in terms of realism and movement portrayal. Uh, So Lumiere is not available yet. Google just launched, you know, a landing page and, you know, kind of promo marketing video, uh, you know, in the middle of the week last week. And, you know, if if I'm being honest, it's pretty impressive results so far. Um, So right now, the leader in the space uh, right now are is is runway uh, with their AI model, uh, Pika Labs. You know they just uh, a couple months ago launched their their 1.0 model, which is really good. And then also Meta's newly announced Emu video. So why why does this matter, right? Well, this the same way that in 2023, um, you, you know that was kind of the, the the year of large language models, right? So. Uh, ChatGPT was announced in November 2022 and really grew in popularity and paved the way for uh, kind of this big large language model uh, sprint, right, in 2023, where you saw, like we talked about with the FTC investigation story, you saw every single large tech company either uh, announce or update one of their models or make large investments in others, right? So every single big tech company, um, you know, if you look at the the ones that we use on a day-to-day basis, so uh, your Microsoft, your Google, your Amazon, um, you know, IBM, right? All of these companies either have their own model or maybe both. They have their own large language model and they are investing hundreds of millions or billions of dollars into others, into these, you know, smaller startups that are really starting to take the lead. So um, I do think, and I talked about this on the, you know, kind of 24 bold predictions for 2024, that 2024 is going to be the year of the video model. Um, you know, obviously the text image landscape in 2023 uh, really blew up. 
uh, in, in, in terms of, of quality and quantity, right? Uh, specifically, you know, you had your um, unveiling of Dolly 3 inside of ChatGPT and uh, worked into all of the Microsoft Copilot uh, products and offerings and uh, Microsoft uh, Designer. So Dolly, obviously, uh, Dolly 3 made a huge splash for text to image, but also Midjourney 6. It's, it's gotten to the point where these image models are so good, it is hard to tell the difference, right? Um, I don't I don't even really talk about this a lot, but I essentially, you know, in my time formerly as a journalist, I also took hundreds of thousands of photos, right? I think I have probably three or four uh, DSLRs sitting around somewhere here uh, <laughs> in my house or in, in my office. And, you know, as someone that's technically a, a trained photographer, um, it is extremely difficult to tell the difference now uh, between AI generated photos and photos generated from humans, right? Um, early on, you know, a year or so ago, it was pretty easy. Uh, these, these AI images weren't very good. They're very good now. Um, so now, obviously, the next iteration is video, right? Because what a lot of these video models do, yes, they have text to video where you can just type in a short prompt in real human language, right? Like you don't have to speak prompt speak. You can just type in a prompt in real human language and get a pretty good video out of it. However, most of these models also have the ability for photo to video, which is why I'm even bringing up uh, AI image, or sorry, yeah, AI images in general, because what's now happening is you're seeing a lot of little short films, little short teasers that look real. AI video, when you start the uh, kind of the video creation process with an image, you know, especially from, you know, a leading uh, a leading platform like Midjourney, I think right now Midjourney is uh, so far ahead of the other uh, AI image generators. But, you know, when you now talk about, you know, new th these new AI video models uh, like Google's uh, Lumiere, um, 2024 is going to be the year. It's going to be the year of we're seeing all of these extremely high quality AI uh, video generators. I think we're going to start to see um, incredibly personalized, um, you know, short stories, right? Uh, little kind of marketing campaigns that are tailored for for, for you, right? Um, so often in, in years past, you know, I have a pretty big uh, background in marketing and advertising. You know, you couldn't make 20 different videos for, for, for different ICPs or different demographics or, um, you, you know, different customer avatars. But hey, now with all these AI video models, you can, right? You don't just have to have one marketing video that appeals to the masses, you can have 20 or 50 or 500 highly personalized, you know, marketing videos that really speak uh, to whoever you're trying to reach um, on the end. So something that I found kind of interesting here uh, from Google's uh, announcement video. So uh, what, what we have on the screen here, if you're joining live, you can see if you're on the podcast, I'll explain it to you. Uh, but Google's showcasing in the promo video, the text-to-video capabilities, and it says a time-lapse oil painting of Starry Night with clouds moving, right? So Starry Night, very uh, famous uh, famous painting by Van Gogh. Obviously, it's in the public domain now, but it is interesting now you're seeing these big companies, you know, they're, they're obviously not encouraging, you, you know, people to uh, mimic um, you know, copyrighted arts, but I did find this one interesting. Yes, uh, you, you know, the 
Starry Night by Van Gogh is in the public domain. But I'm, I'm finding this interesting now that you're seeing these big companies um, you know, encourage uh, generating uh, with, with old artists, old paintings, you know, like Google did here. I think it's, op- it's great marketing, uh, but I did find that one uh, interesting, right? Because now you're seeing all of these, you know, large companies facing lawsuits. And I'm not talking about, you know, Google specifically here. I'm talking every single big company um, is running into lawsuits, you know, from image providers, you know, from your Getty images or from large publishing companies, like the New York Times. So, you know, when I when I watched the promo video uh, last week from Google, number one, the model, the Lumiere model looks very impressive, especially for the first iteration. It's obviously not released yet. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll see once, you know, users can access this and, and put it through the paces. But I was also uh, kind of taken aback almost that, that, you know, now companies are uh, kind of using this as a marketing technique, you know, very famous, um, you know, works of art that are now in the public domain. All right. So I think I saw a question or two. Let me try to get here uh, as we wrap up the news that matters. So Woozy's asking, what's the craziest example you've tried so far? Um, okay. With, with GPTs. Uh, so yeah, at least right now we don't have access to the GPT mentions, but you better believe Woozy, once we do get access to it, I will be breaking it, right? Uh, that's one thing I always tell people uh, here at Everyday AI. You know, when we go use new generative AI technology, you know, we're not just, you know, parroting back uh, what a big company says in a press release or a marketing video or on its website. We try to break it, right? So yeah, when we do get access uh, to that GPT uh, mention feature, you better believe we're going to be uh, bringing uh, a lot of updates and letting you know what you can and can't do. All right, that's a lot, y'all. So to recap, here's the big AI news that you need to keep an eye on this week and moving forward. So GPT mentions brand new feature from OpenAI that is slowly being rolled out across different accounts. Uh, the FTC investigating big tech companies um, and their AI partnerships. So looking at uh, Google, Microsoft, Anthropic, um, Sorry, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Anthropic, and OpenAI, looking at those relationships. Uh, Apple reportedly making some big splashes with generative AI, Um, you know, reportedly big generative AI features coming to Siri and coming to the iPhone in the iOS um, 18 update, potentially looking at an announcement from um, in June 2024 at the Worldwide uh, Developer Conference. And then last but not least here, Google announcing their new AI video model, Lumiere. All right. This week, I'm letting you know, we got some banger. We got some banger shows lined up. So uh, we just told you, here's the AI news that matters. Now, let me give you a little preview and let me know in the comments, you know, which one which one of these shows you're looking forward to. So uh, tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the silent AI productivity co- killer and why companies can't fully leverage AI right now, right? That here's here's the thing, y'all. Like, we're very lucky here at Everyday AI to have great relationships with all of the biggest tech companies, right? Having a direct line to trillion dollar companies is great. We get a lot of you know news and scoops and inside information, but also at the same time, you know, being able to talk with hundreds um, of of companies as well here in the U.S. and to know how they are and hard and how they are not leveraging generative AI. So tomorrow we're going to be t- talking about the one biggest AI productivity killer that we've seen across companies, big and small. 
uh, Wednesday, we're going to talk. This is going to be a great one. This is a blueprint. If you want the blueprint on how to actually implement generative AI in your company, we're going to be going over on Wednesday the five simple steps to start using generative AI in your business today. Thursday, excited for this one, bringing on former guest Rory Flynn to talk about mid-journey version six, V6. So we haven't really uh, dived into this very much aside from doing some uh, tutorial videos that we uh, talk about in our newsletter, but we're going to be talking about mid-journey V6, what's new and how to produce powerful ad creative with AI. Uh, if you've been following uh, Rory at all since we had him on our show a couple months ago, you know I'd say he's one of... Uh, the leading voices really uh, using mid-journey, especially for creating real ad creative. So that's going to be a great show as well. And then on Friday, maximizing the effectiveness of AI in healthcare with the president of the American Medical Association. All right. So we've got a lot of great shows in store for you this week. So make sure if you haven't already, go to youreverydayai.com, sign up for that free daily newsletter. So I hope to see you back with these other shows this week and every day on Everyday AI. Thanks, y'all. And that's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.